Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Well, today is the day Pam and Scott join me and we recap the Be Our Guest podcast cruise six. We talk about our initial thoughts of the Disney wish and how it is similar and different from the rest of the Disney cruise line fleet. We talk about the dining, our staterooms, the other entertainment around the ships, the small things that we did during the Be Our Guest podcast cruise, some of the fun memories we made at Castaway Key, all the fun entertainment that we had during this cruise, those four days flew by. We try to summarize here in about 45 minutes. It was an impossible task, but we just go down memory lane and talk about the great time we had with our listeners sailing the Bahamas a couple of weeks ago. So I hope you enjoyed today's virtual cruise on the Disney Wish with Pam and Scott as we talk about the Be Our Guest podcast cruise one final time. So enjoy today's show. As always, don't forget today's podcast is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel, the best travel agency out there. They will help you plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation for no additional cost to you, and it supports the show at the same time. So just swing by the website, themagicforless.com, fill out that free, no obligation quote, and the magic will start right there. If you mention the Be Our Guest podcast, you and I are going to work together on that trip, and I promise you, I'm going to work hard to make this the most magical vacation ever. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to our patrons. You guys allow us to put this show out more than any other podcast out there three or four times a week, every week. And it's because of your Patreon support. You can support the show starting at just $5 a month. And you get a bonus podcast called Mike in the Midwest. If you like to support us, come on over. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast ready to take a trip to the world you found the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast this is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage welcome to episode number 2323 23 of the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast i'm your host mike rallman from be our guest and one of the senior agents over at the magic for less travel happy friday to you hope this week was awesome for you and we're getting back together to talk be our guest podcast cruise one last time we're putting it to bed and talking about all the great memories we had on the Disney Wish just about two weeks ago. Man, it seems like it was a year ago now. But what I wouldn't give to be back out there with our friends sailing out on the Disney Wish, like I said, uh, to the Bahamas and having a great time at Castaway Key. We're going to talk about all the great memories today. So let's get to it because we have lots to share. Joining me today from Up in the Mitten, your friend of mine, hashtag Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Happy Friday, Mike. Happy to be here. I know we talked about the wish a lot, and then we're going to solely, you know, focus on that today. But I just had so many great memories on that ship that I'm just ready to go back. Like, I, I know it feels like a year, like you said, but it's only been a couple of weeks, but can't wait to talk about the wish with you today. That's right. And this is going to be the last kind of we're putting it to bed today because I know that the folks didn't sail with us and we are a Walt Disney World based podcast, but Man, we had a good time, so this is going to be it. We're wrapping up all the memories. We talked about it on Sunday night, which came out on the feed yesterday. But this is this is the three of us talking about the cruise one last time. So also joining us, we have the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel. She's out near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Pam Forrester. What's up, Pam? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm excited to get to talk about um, our cruise and the wish. And it was I mean, we'll say this probably about a hundred more times throughout the episode, but it was really so great to get to spend time with so many people who listen to the podcast or, um, you know, have been involved in the podcast or whatnot. It was uh, like, it was really a good time. Um, I can't believe how many people we had sale with us. I can't believe. So this is, I'm going to, here's the spoiler. Ready? Here's the best thing about always the BOGP cruises watching other people connect. Mm -hmm. I so love seeing that. Like, um, you know, kids meeting other kids, other kids from other families who listen to the podcast or, uh, you know, people developing friendships. You can see it. People just enjoying it. It's so awesome to find like-minded people 
And it's pretty easy to do when you're on the cruise together because first, A, you're there because you listen to a Disney podcast, right? (laughs) Second, you not only listen to that podcast, you um, wanted to cruise with those people. So there's a few things in common there. And I will say just a couple of kind of opening remarks is that you know, as the podcast cruise came to an end, we'll kind of start at the at the the end of the cruise there. I wish there was an opportunity more that we had our last meet there kind of on the last evening with the pizza get together, the farewell. And, you know, we had some folks come out and we we grabbed our last few slabs of pizza. By the way, the pizza is amazing on the Disney Wish. Better than the other ships. Hot take. Better pizza. And by the way, 100% there was yes. one lady who was awesome, who served the pizza like every she gave me the pizza. Every slice of pizza I had came from one woman. I mean, like she was the pizza lady extraordinaire and I loved her. So she was great. Feed me my pizzas and, every time. And it got to the point where we we're ordering whole pies from her, totally. you know, like especially for the pizza party, you know, we know we're going to have a lot of people like, can we get three pies like really quick? And they did. <laughs> yeah, and they awesome. did. It was great. So shout out to her. But one thing I want to say is that I wish that there was an opportunity that we could have all gotten together before everybody went their separate ways and not everybody could make it to the pizza get together at the end. Cause everybody, you know, like, you know, we had families traveling together, extended families, you know, grandparents and, and nuclear families and friends and family. Everybody was kind of doing their own thing, which was great because there's so much to do on a Disney cruise, but I wish we could have like gotten together and hugged everybody and said our farewells. And we didn't have that opportunity at the end. So I just wanted to kind of lead off this show by thanking everybody for sailing with us and coming out. And it was such a great time getting to, even if it was just in passing, saying hello or getting to have the opportunity to play trivia with folks or going to a, a tasting opportunity. You know, we had folks uh, you know come and do that. We had, we went to sing karaoke. We saw match your mate. We did all kinds of fun stuff, silent discos. It was so much fun, but I wish we had that opportunity to have that last uh, handshake, that last hug, that last thank you for sailing with us. But this is what we have here. And I know Scott and I have had a chance to kind of talk about this on Sunday night, but Pam, I'll let you lead off. In general, we'll we'll kind of break down what we thought of the ship kind of first. But even before we dive into that, what's your biggest memory from the podcast cruise, Pam? Oh, gosh. Um, I know I should have expected that this question was coming. And for some reason, I'm the most ill-prepared. Um, <laughs> it's hard because so. I, I don't know what I would answer this. But I mean, Scott and I have been talking about it a little bit on the Sunday night show. I just wondering kind of what your reflection is here a couple weeks out. I, you know, so I really enjoy having the opportunity to be able to sort of stand back and watch like people get to meet each other for the first time or Um, Not even just like us, like each other, like they've been talking with each other or whatever on social media. I think that's just such a cool thing to get to see this. I mean, social media gets a lot of um, deserved knocks, right? But there's also something that it really makes possible. And that is this bringing together of people in a way that's sort of challenging. It would be challenging to do without that. Um, You know, we had people sailing from all over the country and to be able to get together and that I love being able to sit there at dinner and sort of look across the dining room and be like, that's a table from our group and that's a table from our group and that's a table from our group. And they all look to be having such a really good time. So um, I think that that is, you know, something that I take away from every podcast cruise we do. I agree. And like you said, you said it right off the top, you know, it was great seeing people make connections because you already have that love of Disney. And also for me, it was really cool because, you know, I've I've sailed now all the Disney Cruise Line ships again, you know, and obviously Platinum Castaway Club. So I love Disney Cruise Line. You know, I've been been on uh, out there many times with Disney Cruise Line. I love the, the product. I love the experience you get every time when you sail with Disney Cruise Line. But we had a lot of folks who this wasn't just their first podcast cruise. This was their first cruise ever with Disney Cruise Line. And I'd love to get to see them experience what it's like to be introduced onto a Disney Cruise Line ship and then get to see their first show with Disney Cruise Line and to get to see what it's like to go to the spa and tour it. And some of our folks, uh, we never saw them again once they went into the spa. They were there, the Marlesa, the entire time. Um, just kidding. Uh, but, you know, is the, the whole thing, you know, it, it's like when you take somebody to Walt Disney World for the first time and they walk down Main Street, USA. It's very similar to that. You get to have the experience through their eyes, which is very cool because you you rapidly become friends on a, on a cruise because you have nothing else. You're disconnected from the real world even more than you are at Walt Disney World, which is exciting. 
But I thought we'd take some time to kind of break down the ship because the Wish is a new ship in the fleet, and a lot of folks haven't sailed it yet. Maybe curious about this because it is different than the fantasy, the dream, the wish, uh, the magic, and the wonder. Um, Scott, what did you think of the the Wish first time sailing on this new ship? Thoughts? Well, I was really excited, Mike. And as you know, like I tried to be as spoiler free as possible for being on this ship. You know, like because it had been like what, like the Nargo sailings were like a year before I think our sailing. So there's a lot of videos, lots of blogs, lots of things to read about. And I did my best to avoid those. And I got lost on the ship, and it was kind of cool, it right? Because cool. like I know the dream and the fantasy so well, like. I know how to navigate perfectly around that ship. So it was kind of cool, like being lost, you know, um, to some extent, sometimes you would just run into a dead end and you'd be like, Oh, I have to turn around now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like that on the dream. So if you're in a hurry, sometimes that kind of stunk, but for the most part, like it was super cool. Just like, like, why is there this weird stairwell here at Marceline market? Like, <laughs> like with the blue lights, like, what is this? Where's this going to lead me to? And like, it was just fascinating to find these new areas on the ship that, Felt familiar, but we're brand new. I agree. I, because I was with you. I was trying to stay as spoiler free as I could because I've made it pretty far. Because actually, the, the Wish had its inaugural is recording about 53 weeks uh, out, you know. So we ju- we're just over a year that the Wish has been sailing now. So it was kind of, I'd made it almost, you know, and I, I knew the basics of booking it, like all the stateroom categories, all the mechanical stuff. But like, I tried to stay away from like decorative stuff and like, you know, the stuff that was just the fun stuff. Cause I wanted to have a new experience like you. And I think I did a pretty good job of that. And Pam, you'd been on it a few, a few times, but yeah. you know, to me, like my first impressions were, God, this ship is gorgeous. Like they really went in for the making this ship look different than the other ones and making it look beautiful like it was very it was there was more white i noticed in this ship mm-hmm. than the other ships it was more um ornate and it seemed to have more smaller spaces like a lot more compact spaces but more of them like more um coffee bars uh more smaller pools instead of like one larger pool there'd be five mm-hmm. small pools uh just smaller venues and i mean there's positives and negatives to to those things. But that's what I noticed initially on the ship walking like in my first 24 hours. So what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So even though it is a bigger ship, it feels more intimate in so many different ways, except for that grand, um, that grand hall, like the atrium really feels like spectacular. Um, and I don't even know that they've hit their stride on how to best use it. They use it well, but I just think that there are other ways that we'll see them use it as it goes in the future. But I think, you know, there are so many things I love about the ship because all these spaces are going to be easily adaptable to many different things. And I, I think they really did take that into consideration when designing the ship. I think that of the the word multifunctional space is something that you know you heard used often and you can see it when it's there um it's not just used for one thing it's used for many things and that means that's really cool because there's not this space that like during the day there's no use for it right it's being used during the day for different kinds of things there isn't a whole area of the ship that's hardly used at all it's all used many you know many different ways so i love that like you guys i feel like this ship is beautiful i feel like this ship is contemporary and classic in the same breath um it it's just beautiful it's just a beautiful beautiful ship and I like the food choices in the, um, you know, that quick service area and Mickey's, you know, whatever that's called. You know what I'm talking about? Um, where you I get mean, all the barbecue we, and the we, Mexican. Uh, we called the it the food court. I mean, that's because yeah, I'm, I'm food I'm, court. I'm food <laughs> festival or yeah, flavor of food. Yeah, Mickey's yeah, flavor. Yeah. You know, I'm real classy, right? I'm Mike in the Midwest. <laughs> it's a food court. But, you know, it's on a cruise ship. But yeah, it's a flavor of foods or you know, festival of foods or something. Festival it's flavors. Super cool idea, the, though. Yes. Uh, they need to, I love that idea, though. Awesome. Agreed. One thing I Agreed. wanted to talk about, though, was. um. You know, because you have your initial reaction when you get on the ship and then you're kind of waiting to get into your stateroom. So Mike knows this firsthand because he was with me. Like when we saw the all clear for our staterooms, my family wasn't with me and neither was Mike. So we just stood outside the stateroom and sent them a text like, hey, guys, you got to come here. We got to enter the stateroom because I wanted to see like that stateroom for the first time with my yeah. family, you know, because it's it was going to be different. I knew like the decor was different, but I didn't know how different. 
and it was just so cool we had a princess and the frog theme room and like the the room was gorgeous it felt very similar right to the other ships but mm -hmm. one thing that stood out to me was that shower door i loved the upgraded right? shower and how like it pushed and pulled out um yes. which was really a cool feature and just some of those small upgrades to the state room just like made a huge difference for us and we just like two thumbs up on the state rooms i thought those were those were i really agree great. i think the storage in those state rooms is better of course the usb and power ports are a hundred times better um just i i felt like the functionality of this has been better i was sort of scanning back through my pictures because i think that we have had um a cinderella room a frozen room a tiana room um looking back through and i i think that they really did that really really well and the other thing i think that was really pronounced and different were the kids clubs i mean could they have been more themed they just they were incredible like uh, every time i go i take the opportunity every time we are on the ship to tour the kids club as if i've never seen them before because i'm like yes i want to walk through and i want to see the star wars area and i want to see the porg and i want to go to the avengers area and i want to go to the princess area which is done really well too so that's another spot that I love yeah. on the. I don't shows. know how you get a kid out of there to go right? to or do any other activities. Once right, you show it. them that, then they're like, I'm here. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> and there's so many regrets, right? Because a four night cruise goes so fast that it all does. of a sudden it's the end of the cruise. You're like, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Because I know I saw Scott come in. He never went to Nightingale's. Like I, I only got in there because we did a martini tasting that was in there. That was, by the way, awesome. Um, like I, I, we were walking, getting ready to leave the ship, and the, that was that was a leaving the ship was kind of a mess because there were only two TSA or or, or whatever agents customs, that, yeah. customs. Yeah, but it wasn't a Disney issue. No, that wasn't a Disney issue at all. But like we were in that line waiting to get off the ship, and I saw the slide to go down to the kids club, and I'm like, oh, because during open house apparently they let adults go down that thing. I was like, oh, I wanted yes. to go down that sucker so bad, and I didn't get to go down it. It's a clear little tube, you know, <laughs> right there but from like deck. But that's a nice up. Well, how Pam was talking about the atrium, how Disney Cruise Line still is trying to maybe figure out their identity for how they want to do that grand atrium. That was pretty cool. That's like that's a feature that you don't see on any other ship, right? Yeah. You got the slide right there. You don't really notice it when you board. You don't. You... I, I didn't. Even, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. I mean, sort of one thing I noticed right away though was like that stage. That just felt so different to me because like there would normally be like an elevator right there right you know yes. and like all of a sudden there's a stage and then bell is up on top like greeting you like i thought that yes. was pretty cool that was pretty neat i loved how the the characters would appear in that upper balcony part throughout i mean uh, could there be more character greetings on a no. ship I, dude, <laughs> if you like characters you got to go on a cruise you got to go on the wish right? i will say okay one thing though, i've said I that for say, years about characters though everywhere dude it's like two to one characters to guess yeah. it's nuts it's like dude you can't you bump into them. i gotta say though i got tricked because one of the cool things I can't, sorry there's gonna be a couple spoilers in this in this show but this is how it's gonna be because it, we we're trying to avoid them but we're gonna throw them out here so the one thing they yeah. do every night, they have the kiss good night on the wish. And this is something I think is unique to the wish, right, Pam? Cause I don't do this on the other ships. It I've is never because seen they it. have that I, chandelier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you go to the atrium at midnight, right before midnight, so you gotta go like at five till, cause you know, and I'm rushing out, dude, I was silent disco and like till five. Cause I love silent disco, man. I'm sweating. I'm in my pirate costume. <laughs> I got make, I got like eye yes, makeup on, dude, I'm true. dripping. But the, the disco luckily is like a hop, skip and a jump from the atrium on the, on the wish. So like on the other ships, it'd be a trek. I'm like, whew, Scott's already down there. All these people are laying on the floor at like five till midnight. And I'm like, <laughs> it's Mallory had done this like two nights before she told me about it. So I got a picture of Scott laying on the floor. We you lay there and they do this like kiss good night thing where there's like fireworks and the ceiling and the chandelier and all this doom dong dong. And they played like dong. The, so this is love from like <laughs> yeah. Cinderella, which is like one of my favorite Disney songs too. Like, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, I was waiting for Cinderella to pop out on that stage, man. It was like, you know, like some pajamas or something, and it never happened. I was like, that's missed opportunity, Disney. Like she needs to pop out like in some PJs. You know what I'm saying? Like in tell everybody to go to bed you know i know i got a cute over. picture of ray and uh, <laughs> mallory and Paige looking up at it too because we were up on the floor looking down um and it was it, it, it really is very cute and it's not just the light fixture it's they sort of incorporate the whole atrium into 
that kind of kiss goodnight. And it's not unexpected because I think like um, the kiss goodnight in the parks, you know, is, you know, on the castle and this isn't unexpected like, like that, but it's, um, I think it's just a nice way to end the night. So. I think what it is and, too, it's kind of exciting because like the first night, I think there's like a smaller group of people that know about it. And then they right. tell people. And then the second night, there's more people. There. The last night, like everybody had to see the kiss good night. And I love that because it's like, Oh, I know about it now. I got to Cause I only saw it the last night, you know, I was part of and, the, the last people to see it. And Pam, I'm guessing you may have done this already, but Mike, if you have, because I know you're a spoiler free, like I was like, if you still have Disney plus there's the making of the wish documentary out there. So mm-hmm. When we got home, I watched it a few days later. They spent a good amount of time talking, like, how they made that effect. Like, I think you'd really like that. They talk about other cool things, too. Like, I know we're going to talk about the Marvel restaurant and how they recorded that video and everything. And so it, that's a neat documentary to watch, too, if you've already really sailed is. the cruise. Okay. Yes, and warning, it will make you want to sail that oh, show. Yeah, I was ready to I was ready to call up Mike. Like, I'm ready to book another one. <laughs> Let's go Let's again. Go. Let's, I do, you don't have to tell me I've already. Like, weekend, like, that works out pretty good. It's a three-nighter. I, I've already told everybody on the live show the, the Sunday night. I've already booked my, put my placeholder on a date, man. I'm set. Dude, July 6th, I'm back out there. I can't wait. So anyway, that's how like pumped I am. I can't stay away. But okay, so we only have limited time. I'll make sure we get this. Mark Avis, by the way, who sailed with us, he was our he was our uh, uh, into shade uh, free yeah, uh, free throw champ by contest, the way yeah, yeah he he won so uh, shout out he said you don't get your kids out of the kids club he realized they were just Avery's mode of transportation to and from the ship so that's funny there you go that's exactly right okay so let's talk dining Scott brought that up we had the uh, the the uh, Avengers dining experience we had Arendelle and we had 1923 we also did a really cool uh, uh, meal at Palo together which was a lot of fun so let's jump into that so Pam talk about uh, some of those let's Let's talk about main dining rooms, 1923, Arendelle, and Avengers. Any uh, highlights there? So I think since I have sailed, especially since I, I like I was lucky enough to get to sail before the inaugural sailing, the and then um, we did again in February. The Arendelle sailing, I think they've sort of tightened up that show a little bit, the process, and it needs it. I mean, it is not when you're having a meal in both the Arendelle and the Marvel dining room, it's not just a meal. It's not just a show. It's sort of coordination of both. And I think the timing on that is something that they've sort of worked on and improved. And I'm sure they listened to guest feedback. So I felt much better about that process when I was on there. Um, and I was really glad to see that. And I just love 1923. I think it's, uh, you know, I love the look of that restaurant. I love the memorabilia that they have mm-hmm. in that restaurant, the little nods to all the different animation. Um, and I, I think it's just something that's very close to a F- Disney fan's heart, that it's just good. And I like the food there. Um, of all the three, that's my favorite. And I think that's probably going to be something consistently that you see you know, throughout that. But uh, I mean, if I was someone who had uh, little kids or Marvel fans, um, and we are, I love Marvel. I think that that whole experience is just really cool. And I love seeing, you know, you get to see the actual stars there. So that's really cool. I love that. Um, But I think that those restaurants have even more importance for people who have um, kids who are into that too. And I had a guest who's sailing the wish here this fall, who's taking her younger, um, I think it's grandchildren, uh, maybe children, but grandchildren. I, it was a text or a message on Facebook just asking about the the intensity of the experience of the Avengers restaurant with explosions. And, and I said, no, there wasn't a lot of that. I mean, it was more mm-hmm. of a story-based experience. You know, yeah. you saw a little clips on the screens that were humorous you know like i'm not i've never seen avengers movie but i was cracking up and then you know make sure you don't push that button until we tell you you know i'm like i'm gonna push it now you know no don't push it now you know everybody at the table don't don't do that and the food was good and like you know special guests came around and was zip zapping people you know and there was a little kid that was dressed just like that character it was a great moment that i got to see (laughs) there you know it was just it was a cool I'm not even an Avengers fan. And I was like all in, you know, and then Arendelle, there's a lot going on in that restaurant. I was going to say like, woohoo. And, you know, Olaf's there. And I mean, the, the, 
band is all playing, but they're great. I mean, but waving man, your dude. napkin around and singing. oh my god, dude, right. swinging the napkin. Oh, we swung my arm in. still hurts. I'm saying, dude, we swung we swung those napkins for a good ten minutes. It was not like swinging for thirty seconds. It was <laughs> it was like swing until it was it was a marathon. And they do such a good job <laughs> of bringing the characters to like a location where everyone sort of gets a view of them. Yes. I think that that's something that you just can't. Like, ignore, like, I don't feel like there's a super bad spot in the location. Like, you're going to see Olaf come by and um, Anna and Elsa and Kristoff. And, um, the so way they designed really that dining room was really good. Because, like, that couldn't work the way the Marvel is designed or Animator's no. Palette no. on the other ships. But the way they designed no. that room was, well, you're right, Pam. Like, I don't think anywhere you're on in that room at a table, you'll be able to see part of the show, which is really important. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to be a, like, again, you don't have to be a, probably a Frozen fanatic to to enjoy the show. Like, I like Frozen because just the connection I had, it came out on my birthday. I have two daughters, so it was like a special movie at that time. But it was just exciting because the, the just, you know, they had these, they had a, you know, a violin player, fiddle player, and a, was mm -hmm. a playing a guitar, like a some kind of a banjo or something. He was, I mean, they were amazing you know uh musicians you know and they performed well and it was just really exciting hearing the whole story and dancing and you know like i said olaf was there yeah. and it was it was you know you, you don't have to be all in on the, that's the whole thing like i wasn't even all in on avengers but i was all in on that restaurant and that experience that night like it was just they brought the story right there to your table and the food was great but 1923 i didn't want to say too much here's my here's the problem i had i told scott it wasn't my favorite restaurant it was because my boy didn't get to go to that restaurant and i didn't want to make him feel bad because his his wife was not feeling well that night so he had to kind of skip out of that meal dude filet mignon and like a twice baked potato and for dessert we had ice cream sundaes and churros oh god bless america i was like <laughs> it was like it was like all memorabilia from like disneyland i mean i was like in heaven like that was it but i didn't want to tell scott because it was yeah. it was the jam i guess it's all good i, I, was, know, I didn't so want to did make have, you feel bad we did kind of have a vacation killer near the end there <laughs> elizabeth elizabeth got a bug of some sort i don't know what and she's still actually not feeling that well so I got to experience something I never done on a ship before. I got to go to the medical center on a ship. So <laughs> if you want to review on that, I can give everyone's highlight. Yeah. At least it wasn't the brig. But, um, I mean, that was one thing I was looking for, you know. Yeah. But Elizabeth did Elizabeth and Emily had lunch in nineteen twenty three. So Elizabeth still got to see the restaurant. I unfortunately did not. So that's another reason another excuse to book a, a cruise, right? I gotta go uh, see the restaurant. But hundred percent. I wasn't I wasn't too bummed about it. Like obviously, I want to hang out with the crew, have one last nice meal together. But I had to take care of Elizabeth a little bit. Obviously, that's my number one responsibility. But I already had Paolo that day, and that was a phenomenal meal oh. that we had together for brunch. Uh, I think our server's name was Boris, if I recall. Yes, he was Boris. He was spectacular. I loved that guy. He was so awesome. Yeah, but, it was um, good. But that meal was so great. Th Pam, thanks for uh, making that reservation. I'm glad. I'm glad that I could. Yeah. Well, it was so, good. So something I learned too, because I've been watching all these like wish videos now <laughs> since we've been home. Like I didn't realize that part that private room like butts into the other restaurant's private room too. It's kind of mm -hmm. like there's a wall that divides the two, which I thought was kind of interesting. But that room was gorgeous. We had we had the sun-dried tomato with goat cheese pizza, which is like one of my Apollo favorites. The parm the chicken parm, which is a classic, but that whole meal, everything that was on that table was just phenomenal whoa, whoa. And the service hold, was hold up I, I ate goat cheese i probably did <laughs> yes you did sir <laughs> i thought that was just cheese okay all right so mike is eating goat cheese all right that's all good not fancy fans i mean like goaty dude it was goaty i stayed at the grand floridian and i ate goat cheese i'm getting myself a ding for that there we go <laughs> we can trick you into doing just about anything mike if we don't tell you See, i'm telling you man i'm gonna have to move out of missouri if i'm not careful i'm gonna move to like the east coast but you and Boris was awesome with you too, Mike, because you were like, you because you love your eggs Benedict. And, yes, you know, I did. You talked about the portion might be smaller, and you told him how much you loved it, and he gave you two. Bor <laughs> Boris was the boy, dude, bringing me two eggs Benedict. And I'll tell you what, those things melted in your mouth. I can, On rosemary, huh? yeah, the rosemary. Oh, I don't know who yeah. rosemary is, but I love rosemary. She was the jam, and those <laughs> eggs were the bomb. I'm just saying, I could have eaten a dozen of those things, like Gaston, and just tore them up. Oh my, yeah, that food. There's something about Palo food. And, it, you know, it tasted better with friends in the private room where you're all being, you know, fancy. And you just don't get that. That's when you're, you know, that was my like Leonardo DiCaprio like moment, right? Where you're sitting on the oh Titanic, gosh. like 
chewing, you know, eating the bread, talking with your mouth full, like, you know, what are your plans, Mr. Jack Dawson? I'm just here, you know, on the will of God. I don't know where I'll be tomorrow. That was me, you know, like I'm here with my friends. I don't know. I shouldn't be here, but here I am. So I'm sitting there eating all this fancy food, just loving it. But I mean, everything tastes so good at Palo. It all melts in your mouth. It shouldn't taste that good. I want it to be known too that Mike might be the only person in the history of Hollow Diners to wear a a Howell football jersey or football shirt. So it was a Hawaiian. How is it the Vikings? The Howell Vikings? It's, it's our. So what I wore, and I, so I've, I've twice now I've I've worn questionable clothing to Palo <laughs> in the private room both times because on one of the podcast I think it was the first podcast cruise I it was Pirate Night and I was like I am not missing Pirate Night, so I did wear a shirt and tie. But I wore my pirate hair and the pirate bandana and had pirate. I was pirated out in the head. So I wore pirate. Pam, I know she was nice and didn't fire me and didn't say a word mean. She probably wanted to kill me. But I'm talking Forrester, not my wife. My wife probably did, too, uh, because she was there as well. But for this one, yes, I wore because you had to wear a collar shirt. So our football staff wears for what's called the football jamboree, which is our preseason where all these other teams come over and scrimmage against us. They always wear Hawaiian shirts and they have flowery Hawaiian, you know, flowers on them, but they also have the H and they have our Viking logo on them. So yes, I did wear a football coaching uh, Hawaiian shirt to Palo, but it was leave it to you, Mike. I know. Apollo private dining room with friends, great meal. And you come in with that weird shirt. (laughs) It was was fun though. Vikings, baby state champs V's up. What's up? Just kidding. Okay. So let's talk entertainment though. Cause I don't want to talk about this all day, but uh, entertainment. So what, what shows did we see Scott? You, you see little mermaid. Well, before we go there, do you mind if I, because I consider this entertainment, you were talking about the musicians at the, um, at the Arendelle meeting, yeah, you know, like, like how awesome that was the live. I've never seen so many live musicians on a cruise before. Like I spent a lot of time at the Bayou, which is kind of like, I'd call it like the lobby bar in a way. So like you walk on the ship and then you go to the right and there's just like this open air bar uh, called the Bayou. And every time I walked by there, I swear there was a live band performing mm-hmm. some kind of music. It was awesome. It's kind of like the district on like the dream and the fantasy. I kind of gave me those vibes a little. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Because like, there, yeah, there's like a little stage there. So like that was awesome. Um, when it came to the shows as you were getting. Yeah, I saw Little Mermaid. Fantastic show. Um, cool effects. Um, mm-hmm. Pam, like I love that photo you sent me like of the stage like before the show like that. Yeah. I just love how that like that treasure chest is out there like with the cool water effects. Um, and it's not like the story that everyone knows of the Little Mermaid. So it was kind of fresh and unique. The performers were great. Ursula, Sebastian, everyone was just magnificent on that. Um, I did see Aladdin. Um, I'll just say like I've seen Aladdin on the other ships. I was hoping in like for something a little more fresh, like how the Little Mermaid was like, but it's a good show. Like Aladdin, the genie always is quite the mm-hmm. character, right? He's always got like some hot topics that are currently like in the time. So it feels fresh. Kind of reminds you of villains tonight a little bit, like how Hades would have like those one liners, you know, but um, good show. But unfortunately I missed the first show, which I heard was really good. I, Pam, maybe you could talk about that one. It is good. And it's sort of, I think, like an introduction, I think a great way to kick off the cruise. Um, It sort of gives you that introduction. And I think it will hopefully become like the staple show for that ship. Like, you know how there's the gold Mickeys on other ships and stuff like that. I think it will become that. But I I think that this, um, the fact that they brought this ship over and we're rehearsing two new shows, that show and um, The Little Mermaid, I think is really a credit to that team. Um, and the special effects in that theater, I think are spectacular. Yes. Like it, it, it took what we knew from The Little Mermaid at Hollywood Studios, you know, like the scenes where you feel like you're under the water and plus it up about 10 times. Um, it really does feel that way. Uh, I love the modern interpretation of it. I think that that is a plus too. And it isn't it just a better, like if I were on stage, I would want to be the villain because the villains have more fun. Oh, yeah, totally. Ursula, she belted <laughs> out those songs. She yeah. was spectacular. Not that everyone wasn't great, but come on, that would be the part of a lifetime yeah, for sure. For sure. One thing I'll say about the theater though, like the seats, maybe I've grown, like, I don't know, but the seats were like really uncomfortable for me. They were kind of like narrow and like, I couldn't like get situated right in those seats. I don't know what it was about that theater. 
probably not a problem for everyone else, but just wanted to throw that out there. Like I found those seats extremely uncomfortable for both shows that I went to. Interesting. Noted. I, I did I, you know, I, I know you didn't go to a show. Mike, I, didn't so go there, yeah. I don't, I don't I'm just not a show person. Like when I'm there, I was always out like looking at the ocean. Like that's just, I never get to see the ocean. So like I'm walking the top decks. Like I just, that's just more my thing. Like I like to spend my time doing events like small, like trivias or stuff like that, or just sitting on a deck for chair. I, I put posted videos on Instagram. There were times where I sat on the deck for chair and there's not a person in sight. And that's my jam. Like, that's my thing. Everybody's at the Little Mermaid. You're probably and, more comfortable than I was in the Little Mermaid. No, I, dude, I, was I, was chilling. Mermaid I fell asleep like in a blink because I was like, this is so peaceful. Just listening to the water go by. And we're out at sea at sunset because I got to see the sunset. And I just, I, that, that's my choice, you know, like, and I know the shows are great, but I just, I, I'm out there to see the ocean. And everybody's got, that's the thing about cruises. Everybody makes their own choices for what they like. And, you oh, know, yeah. my family went to see the show and, you know, I'm like, that's totally cool. You know, go see the show. I'm, I'm going to be out on deck four and we'll meet up when we're done. And that's what we did. <laughs> and, you know, that, it used to, we always had to do everything together on our first few cruises. Now we kind of, we're fine with kind of each doing what we like, which I think is great on a cruise because there's so much to do. So, okay. One of the, I want to talk about, so we were there on over the 4th of July. So we got 4th of July festivities, fireworks, mm -hmm. and we also were there for a pirate night and Scott and I've kind of talked about this, but I want to talk about it one more time. Pirate night. Cause I want to get your take on this, Pam. We talked about this on the, on the Sunday night show. So we'll just hit it briefly here. It's a different pirate night on the wish. And I think it can be kind of divisive. This is my take on Sunday night that we loved it like Scott and I, cause it was kind of like they were playing eighties. It was like a cover band, like eighties. It was the jam. Like we it was live music performed. Yes, yes. By a band, like a cover mm -hmm. band. It was like a, you know, something you'd see at Epcot during like a, you know, flower and garden and they were good. This band rocked, but Scott pointed this out cause I didn't notice this initially. So Scott point out about the fireworks. Cause this is incredible that they did this and it's such a cool touch. I mean, first of all, they're doing fireworks at sea. Okay. That don't discount that on top of this, but on top of that, what was happening? So I just thought after the band finished and like, you know, the fireworks started, I thought they would cue in a soundtrack, right? Like a, like a pirate overlay, like they do on the other ships. And so we're watching and I hear the, I hear the soundtrack and I look behind me to like, maybe like give a high five to someone or like a thumbs up just to see someone's reaction. And I saw the band was still performing the, it was the live band was performing to the, to the fireworks as they're happening. It was one of the coolest things ever because like, they could just do whatever. Like, I mean, I'm sure they have like a, a set list. They kind of play to it, but they could, they can maybe improvise a little bit or if a firebird doesn't do something that should, they can like change it up what they were going to do. It was the coolest thing to hear live music to live fireworks. I, it was an awesome combination. It was. I mean, we're at sea fireworks to sea with a live band playing the soundtrack live. It was mm -hmm. under, I mean, it was just, it gave an energy. The atmosphere, just don't the atmosphere and energy. It was yeah, wild. It was unreal. Yeah. So Pam, I mean, that surprised us. I mean, what, what did you think of the 4th of July festivities and the kind of difference take on pirate? Cause I can see where like Disney purists are like, Oh, I don't want to hear, you know what they played. Some Kiss. By the yeah. Rolling Stones they played Kiss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, I loved it. I mean, some people probably only want Disney music. I thought it was fun. What do you think? I think it is. And I think that they're sort of trying maybe to, appeal to a broader audience. I mean, I think that, you know, you get a lot of Disney when you're on a Disney cruise and chances are you're bringing someone to cruise with you who may not be as big mm -hmm. a fan as, of Disney as you are. And I think this is a great way to make us something that appeals to both. I mean, you still have characters that are there. We're still seeing them there, but who cares if Goofy is dancing to the Rolling Stones instead <laughs> of a Goofy movie song, right? I mean, whatever. And I think it's, I think it's cool. And I, you know, look, none of us are getting any younger. So there's probably a whole bunch of us out there that appreciate this, like that this is happening too. So, and Mike, this might be why we, we like, so we're like trivia gurus, all three of us, all three of our families love doing the trivias. And it's not always Disney trivia. There's right. 80s yes. music. There's 90s music. There's general knowledge. There's whatever. There's the karaoke that's not always Disney karaoke songs. And like right. that just makes it fresh, kind of like what you're saying, Pam. I think that appeases to everyone in your family, not the super uber Disney fans. They could have fun 
going to a silent DJ and not having Disney songs playing. Like I, that's what makes, that's the beauty of a Disney cruise. The silent DJ DJ that last night we went, Mike was on fire. We stayed on one channel almost the whole night, Scott. Like it was green. Nobody came out there with me. I was out there dancing with strangers. You guys were like, you're different than everyone else. Come on. I we were out. all doing, we were doing our own you thing, like, but yes. Yeah. I was out there dude, dancing it I up. I think I was at family karaoke. You I, were. I, I had think, to go to yeah, that because Emily uh, really wanted to sing um, so, uh, a killer song, Mr. Brightside or something. Or <laughs> I got in, tr- Mr. Brightside got me in big trouble with my wife. By I heard way. about that. Yeah. I'm just saying, because <laughs> apparently I forgot that it was silent DJ or whatever. And I did something that Mizzou fans are known for. And if you know what I'm talking, if you're a Mizzou fan, you know what we say to Mr. Brightside. And I apologize if there were any KU fans in the audience that night. Oh so. my! <laughs> <laughs> She's but like, that's the beauty of the ship, though, too, yeah. is that like you all were like doing the silent DJ. I was doing karaoke that night. I'm sure other listeners and friends of the podcast were doing a trivia or doing something else. Like, there's always something entertaining happening. It seems like at all hours of the day, which is but, just sometimes so cool. it's hard to choose. Yes, I know. Cause I want to do silent DJ with you all, but like Emily wants to sing the song. I got I got to watch Emily sing. Like, yeah, it, it, like it could create some conflict with your family sometimes too, <laughs> to be honest. I told my wife, I'm going to get silent DJ equipment for the house. And I realized really, it's just AirPods. I mean, personally, you know, like if it, no, it, you've got to be able to be able at, home, like at home, a silent DJ is just like you and your AirPods. And if you want to change the station, you just switch your playlist. I mean, dude, it's not really as fun unless That's you're with no people. I mean, yeah, I know. You got to give that? them three options. Yeah, I know. I know. It's really not as exciting. On their phone. Yeah, I know. It's really, you need a bunch of people to make it more fun. But God, the silent DJ, I love that idea. I, I don't know. I should be Japanese or something. Cause I think it started there. Like, it's so cool. Like, it, I don't know what it is about it, but it's like, everybody's like, and sometimes you want to be on the channel with everybody, but then sometimes you just want to be a rebel and like everybody's green, but I'm just going to be red and just rocking out, you know, the journey. <laughs> everybody else is like the pit bull. Nope. I'm sticking with journey people. Okay. Anyway, what was something you did though? That was like a special event. Like I did a martini tasting, which I just randomly signed up for because like on the day where you could, you know, do your, your activities, I felt like everything was going like hotcakes and I'm, you know, I'm a run Disney guy. So I know like you got to make your move now or never. And so I'm like, I don't really know what martinis are, but I'm signing up for this. And so I signed up for it and everybody's like, you're going to hate martinis. You only like, you only like margaritas. We went to this and these things were all sweet martinis. They were all like colored and had sweet tastes. And we loved them. We did them with Cheryl from uh, that lives over in Europe and with some of her friends. Man, we had a blast, and I loved all the drinks. It was in Nightingales. That was one of the unsurprised. It totally surprised me that I liked it, and I'm glad I did it, and it was a hit. So we did martini tasting. So, Scott, something like that you enjoyed, like a thing like that. I mean, I loved all the tastings. Like, we had a big group for the old-fashioned. I know even some of us that weren't even drinking just wanted to participate, make sure everyone was behaving properly as what I really think it was. But <laughs> that's true. I know like Marlesa guy in last minute, Jared and Stacy, Derek was there. And then the, you, me and Steve, Mike were there. Like we had a great group page. That was a lot of fun. It was like a good way to like wrap off the cruise. Cause I was, I was kind of worried initially, like, at 10 o'clock old fashioned on the last night. But, was, dude, I go to bed at 10 o'clock in real yeah, life. Let me tell I you, mean, like yeah. they weren't like full size. They were kind of like samplers. Yeah, they you were. Know? They so, were like, so that was pretty good for that. <laughs> that was. And then I did some other tastings. We did that bourbon one, Mike, on the first night. That was a lot of fun. But I'm, I mean, I have so many memories, so many great things. But I'm going to throw this one out there because we didn't talk about Castaway Key really. Nope. Um, so the Castaway Key 5K is like a kind of a big thing with our community because we got the, the, the Be Our Guest podcast Lizards. And we had quite a few of lizards on this cruise. So I thought it was kind of cool how we all met before the race. I mean, it's kind of like you run on your own. There's not an official like start anymore, which I think is much better, to be honest. You just kind of go out there and do it whenever you want. But it kind of took me back to like being in the corrals at Epcot or like in the parking lot and like taking our group photo. Like, you know, Joe Fick is out there like coordinating. Like it's it was kind of cool. Like, had a pretty good two seconds mm-hmm. picture time. Yeah. But it was kind of cool. We had like a pretty good size. Like sometimes you see more than what you would see like at a Princess 5K were in that photo. <laughs> That's true. So I just thought that was kind of cool. Like bringing the lizards out to Castaway Key for the 5K was kind of a cool moment for me. And it was hot. 
Um, it was hot. <laughs> that, that was a hot three miles. And they had medals at least. I've heard sometimes where they don't even have the medals. People have been asking me that like on social media since I've gotten back like many times. Like, did they have medals? I'm like, yeah. Like, you just go to the bike shack there and they give them to like when I went, they didn't give if, if I would have finished that three miles, like and almost had heat stroke and I didn't get my little rubber medal, which I ended up giving away, which was it was awesome because I met this awesome couple that deserved it. But the thing was, if I didn't get one, I'd have been fired up. I'd be like, you better give me like a, I don't know, like a, like a bike and I wouldn't run a ride a bike. I don't know what I would have wanted, but I'd have wanted something for that three miles. Go get me an ice cream cone. <laughs> like bring it to me, make it an ice cream sandwich. No, that'd have been bad. But Speaking um, of ice cream cones though, like <laughs> the guys, the two, it was always the same two guys. I swear that were doing the ice cream cones on the ship. Like, I don't know, Pam, I know you don't do ice cream very much, but Mike, I'm sure you had to have a few. Like I did it. It was kind of like your pizza girl. Like yeah. it was always the same people that's working their the stations. That's their like, gig. Do they ever take a break? I know. Like, 24-7. Yeah. Well, just to be like a side note here, and I've said this so many times, I swear, like the Disney Cruise Line cast members are some of the hardest working people I've ever met. For sure. And I just gotta give a shout out to them if any of them ever listen or if they have family or friends. Like I really appreciate and love all the hundred percent, especially the stateroom hosts. Like our guy Edwin Mike was fantastic. Like they're just magicians. Like they they clean your room in a way that I never thought was possible. Like they'll like move something around them. Like, Oh my God, that's so creative. Like how can they find all this extra space in this smaller stateroom? It's just always amazes me, but I know they're, wor they're wearing many different hats, many different roles. And I just got to give a shout out to the cast members. Cause those are, that's what I always expect from Disney is like that level of service, like on the sea is just unbelievable. They wrapped my girls cords for their electronics. Yeah. Like I yeah, tell they them that the cords. I, as a dad, I've told them that for 10 years, like dude, just <laughs> wrap your cords. And they, you know, he did it for them. I'm like, God bless you. I always want to bring them home. <laughs> same, same. Okay. So real quick on Castaway Key though, we, we were sitting on the beach and I got to see the greatest moment. Go to my Instagram. It's one of the pictures I put on there today on Monday is that we got to see this girl dressed up like Ariel doing a photo shoot with her Instagram boyfriend. It was the most bizarre thing, and it went on for over an hour. This is nothing that was sanctioned by Disney Cruise Line, I don't think, and she was doing pictures all over the ship. I'm sure it was not. No, it was I'm so positive dangerous. it wasn't. It was the wildest thing ever because she yes. was like all over the ship. She's obviously an influencer, and... I don't, that's all I can say about it. I, I don't know. Like I was, I was like locked in. Like it was, it was like probably 20% of my castaway key time was like sitting on the beach, just <laughs> watching this all go down. And she stood up once she took her fin off, she was full on in aerial gear, full fin, full costume. But then all of a sudden she transformed. She had legs. I mean, I'm not kidding. This whole all happened and she was standing on the rocks. And there was one time I thought she was falling off the cliff. Like, like it was probably 15 feet Did into the water. Someone kissed the girl rocks. then? Is that how she got her legs? Like I'm trying Dude, to Waiting for Sebastian to come out or flounder. I don't know. Uh, her boyfriend did not get to kiss the girl. No, he was. Dude. He got to photograph the girl, and she had to prove. <laughs> and she had to look at the. He, he had to bring the camera over every time, like yeah. with the tripod, so she could see her. the pictures and proof them, and then go back and like get an umbrella over the camera. It was a whole deal. There was some reshooting oh, going on. Man. Have you gone out to Instagram to try to find these photos? <laughs> That's I'm I, sure they're out there. You're right. Mm -hmm. I should have. I didn't even think how you find them, but it was it was a whole. It was like, it I'm going to find them. I'm going to find them. It was a deal. And I have, look at my Instagram because there's a picture of it. I couldn't resist. I kept taking pictures of the whole shoot, but that was one thing. Um, but you know, we're, we're running a little long, kind of rapid, but, uh, anything else, because obviously we can drop some things in, you know, as we go through, through the weeks, but Pam kind of final thoughts on the podcast cruise. I mean, it was obviously four days goes so quick. We didn't get, a, I, yeah. I enjoyed the aqua mouse to me. The aqua mouse was kind of like a, like a water-based mini Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Cause it has kind of the same animations. It does. Yeah. Um, I, you know, again, I, it was just, it's great to connect with new people, reconnect with people I know. Um, I think that's what makes it happen. I got to snorkel with your girls again. Thank Mike. you. Um, thank you. Cause I don't snorkel and get, Mallory talks about that for all year. You, you are her snorkel buddy and you always have been. And thank God. Cause I can't I breathe, I can't breathe yes. through a pipe. So there you go. I love it. Yes. My, um, yeah, my family's tired of me. So I'm glad that somebody else wants to go with me. Um, yes. I, but I mean, it's just, it's just a, a good time. Um, a cruise is fantastic. Cruising with friends is even better. Uh, it's said many times on this podcast. It's a hundred percent true. So, yep. So I, I gotta give friends, the late nights in the bayou, just, yep. um, just get, you just, 
because time it go, it goes by fast, right? The cruise goes by fast, but time does slow down. You're not on your phone like reading social media or reading all the news. Mm-hmm. You can actually like it's like my favorite thing, especially on these podcast crews. I get to learn people's stories. I get to learn like where they're from, how they met their significant other, how where they raised their family, and like I know those are like small little things, but those matter to me, and I just love learning more about people, and that's what cruising is all about. And you learn them, and then you learn about them. You get to have some drinks with them. You go to trivia. You have dinner with them. It's just, just meeting these people and building these relationships is what it's all about for me. That's hundred percent right. It, I mean, like Threads launched while we were on the cruise, and who cares? Like a whole new social media platform launched. It was great being disconnected. We didn't have to worry about that. I mean, obviously now that we're back, it's you know trying to catch up with all that. But man, being disconnected was the greatest. Okay, a few things I want to throw in here. The fitness center was awesome on the ship. I like that. We spent some time in uh, hyperspace lounge. That was fun. They did kind could of be bigger though. I it feel could like. be bigger. It was very much to me like Skyline, I thought, but with a Star Wars overlay. Um, I liked how every drink had kind of a gimmick to it. So like mm. they would, you know, flash like a light on some things and like, oh, it says uh, may the fourth be with you or, you know, something yeah, like that. that. Was cool. the, and they were doing like tricks with, with um, like bubbles. That was wild. Yes. Got to keep the bubble up. You know. Blowing the bubbles. We have some good video. That'll be in the, that will be in the final. Okay, good. Video. Okay. That'll be it. Cause we are going to premiere a video uh, somewhere down the line here on our uh, YouTube channel live. And we'll do that kind of mystery science theater, 2000 style or 3000, whatever that is. Um, uh, something else. Um, oh, one thing don't miss. You can get beignets. Cause we talked about the, uh, uh, what's that place called? Uh, the, the Bayou. The Bayou. So we did have beignets there. You got to buy them. I think they were like a couple bucks each or like a buck 99 or something like that. But uh, we had, because Mallory wanted to get beignets. So we got beignets there and they were hot out of the fryer. They're good. I never did this, but Keg and Compass, you can order food as well. And like those tater tots look really awesome. That was the thing. You're never, I wanted to get those too. Keg, so Scott mentioned this. Keg and Compass was a, just a cool, that place has so many little, like, yeah, it, it's decorated so cool. Like you could spend probably two hours in there looking right. at the the details in the decoration of it because it's kind of like the six eight seven or the O'Gills of that ship. It's like out of all of those, pub. that's my favorite one though. Same. I think like like you said, like the details in there are just there's so many knots to like Disney and other things and just the decor and the lighting in there is just like my style. Like it was just a cool pub that I just never wanted to leave there, to be honest. But, uh, but I never got that drink either that Steve had, like with the cool like yeah. corn or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. I got to book another cruise fan. I, I got to just get back on there and I, do more things. I tried the drink because it was a Viking drink, you know, and of course yeah. Vikings is a, I don't like beer. I tried it again. Still don't like beer. Kind of, <laughs> I'm glad. So Mike was going to order it, but yeah. then the guy's like, we only have two horns. Steve's getting one and the guy over there is getting the other one. So Mike didn't yeah. get it because no. you would not have. Yeah, Mike would be like, can you put a margarita in this one? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, put, yeah, put a margarita in that sucker and I'd have been good to go. Have been horns up, you know, that have been how it have been, but uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't happen. But yeah, there's so much, you know, you just don't get, get to it all. But I mean, even if you do a seven night cruise, we had, I think it was Matthew here in the live chat. He's currently on the fantasy watching the show tonight at sea. He's on a 10 night cruise on the fantasy. And, uh, you know, even on 10 nighter, you're probably going to walk off the ship with regrets, you know, stuff you don't get to. I mean, I hope not. You get to most of it in that, that amount of time, but it, it was just great spending time with folks and the late night pizzas. And I will say one thing the wish needs to do and see if you guys agree with me. The The festival of foods needs to be open later because yes. only the pizza place was open late. Like, I man, I would, I would have paid money for the Mexican place to be open to like midnight. I mean, yeah, they're weird hours because they close it during dinner. Yes. So that night where Elizabeth wasn't feeling well, I went up there to go get a bite like during normal dinner hours. And my only option was getting a burger and chicken tenders. I mean, which I did and it was good. It was fine. But like, I would have liked to have a burrito or some barbecue. So you're spot on Mike. Like they close at like six, it's like 12 to six or something. And then some of those don't even reopen the pizza at least reopens at nine. But yeah, dude's got to get some food on the ship late (laughs) at night. You you, you get like the midnight munchies a little bit while you're on on the sea. You know, there's no calories when you're on a Disney ship. So you want some extras. And yeah, so I agree, Mike. And like Marceline Market is the other one. Like they had weird hours too. And one thing I loved on the other cruise lines or the other ships is that you get your ice cream or whatever on deck. And then I would take it off the hot deck and go to like cabanas and like 
be in the air conditioning where it's like nice and quiet but like they would close the like partition doors the marceline market so you couldn't even go in there and sit which kind of felt different like i felt like you lost some space with that but i don't know i mean it's fine it's not a big complaint but i wish they would have kept that area open all all the time yeah they, they actually used part of marceline market for our bourbon tasting for like, our bourbon they, tasting i mean was it was there, kind yeah. of a multi like pam says like we, lost, we got lost area. we didn't know how to get there because the doors were closed well, I, was, I was arguing with you because we we're trying to find the venue and it kept saying marceline i'm like dude we're not gonna have a bourbon tasting in marceline market it's like the food it's like the food area because it's the first night of the cruise i'm like it's gonna be in a bar man this is a this is a typo like we're going to the food place we are not going to taste bourbon like in like in cabanas. Like they're not going to put us in cabanas for a yeah. bourbon tasting. And sure enough, there's a corner and it's like a little pub. It was almost like a little pub on this one corner yeah. of Marceline Market. It was again like well, you had to wait for the door to open. Though. That's the thing. Yeah. It was it was yeah. it was bizarre. It was but, different. Like you just yeah. got it. You can't. Your instincts will get you in trouble sometimes on this new ship because you. You have to unlearn what you have yeah, learned. You think you know Basically, something, but you exactly. don't. Because I'm arguing with my boy, like, dude, we are going to the food place for a bourbon <laughs> tasting. This is not right. And it was. So, but it was, it was fun. But yeah, bottom line is smuggle on some tortilla chips on your cruise and you'll That's get some block. That is our hack. But we, we came to the conclusion they don't have tortilla chips because it would be a mess all over the ship. If they had tortilla chips, it'd be a wreck. That's what I think. I mean, oh, I know like other food falls, like French fries <laughs> and that, but like crunched up tortilla <laughs> chips all over deck 11 sounds like a nightmare. Or yeah. taking it back to your room and then they, I mean, I know they're always like carp, like sweeping the carpet and all that, but like there would just be tortilla chips everywhere, I feel like. <laughs> Oh, we didn't even talk okay. about Hooks Barbary, but yeah. We'll, so many things to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll get so to many. it. All right, well, we got to wrap, but uh, thanks for hanging with us today and hope you have a great weekend. And again, 2025 will be here before you know it. And who knows where we'll sail next for seven. But thanks for everybody who sailed with us on this cruise. It was a ton of fun. And uh, we appreciate you taking the, uh, you know, just trusting us and sailing with us. And uh, we had a good time and we'll do it again in 2025. All right. We're going to jump out of here. Hope you have a great weekend. Give uh, Scott a follow on the social media, Instagram, Twitter, and now threads at Scott. Same for Pam, T-M-F-L-T, Pam. I'm at BR Guest Mike. We'd love to talk to you over the weekend. We're sharing pictures and memories from the podcast cruise. And real quick, before we get out of here, big announcement because BOGP Cares is happening down at Give Kids the World. The weekend of September 8th and 9th, we're volunteering on the 8th and we're doing a six hour live show at the village on the 9th. And we'd love to have you there for both days. If you're going to be in central Florida, Pam, give some uh, uh, information on that, how folks can sign up today to join us. Yeah. So if you head on over to the Magic for Less Travel Facebook page or message us on Facebook, we'll be happy to help you there. You can see we have a post and we'll try to post it every couple of days, but there is a form that we need to have filled out um, and it gives you further instructions on what, um, where we're going to be volunteering, um, what we're going to be doing, the times, things like that. Um, we're going to be volunteering um, from 7.30 to 10.30 that morning of the 8th. I hope you can come with us because this is the thing. We've done the auction before. We've done the podcast before. But we're really excited to get to, to do this together. If you don't know, Give Kids the World actually is one of the top rated charities because they do utilize so many volunteers to keep that village running. And that's what allows them to do it. it saves them a ton of money. So go over there and fill out the form. Just um, It's a really quick form. And then it will actually link to um, the Give Kids the World volunteer um, form that you'll need to fill out too. So the first form is for us so that we can keep track of who's volunteering with us because we're volunteering as a group. Then the second form is for Give Kids the World and it will have you fill out some questions. And then once you fill out the questionnaire on the Give Kids the World site, you'll actually, they'll actually confirm with you and send you another um, link that actually has you watch a video. And the video is so impactful and so moving. It tells the story of Henry Landworth and just what they do at the village. Um, bring a tissue um, because it's that good, but it talks about what um, a really positive place Give Kids the World is. And I know that we've talked about this over the years. It may seem like a sad place because we're dealing with families who are dealing with some kind of medical issue, um, for one of their children's, but I will just say like letting, letting kids be there and be kids and get to spend the week away from everything else that is going on in their lives is 
just um it's just a privilege beyond privilege to be a part of that so anyways um go check that out we would love to have you volunteer with us um the only thing better than getting to do stuff like this is getting to do something like that with give kids the world so stop on by and we hope to see you there absolutely we're calling it bogp cares because we are a community that really does care about each other and cares about others so we're going to be down there again september 8th and 9th sign up today we'd love to have you there and I'll tell you what, I was just like Pam said, I was scared to go to the village kind of at first because, again, I was just like worried that it would be sad. And I've been there a couple of times now, and it is just a place where, you know, it's it's basically angels walking on earth, you know, people doing good good for the world and helping folks that need it. And, uh, wow, what a place it is. I mean, it changed my perspective on things when I, when I went through there. So I can't wait to be there. And whether we're serving pancakes or whatever, ice cream for breakfast, I hope I get scoops some ice cream over at Henry's uh, Scoops. They probably don't want me scooping the ice cream, though, right, Mike? Well, I mean, you and I would be like scoop one scoop for you, one scoop for me. I mean, the, the or Crystal Palace style. Yeah, oh yeah, you know. dude. No, they would not. They would let you scoop. They would not let you use a soft serve machine. That that would not happen. Uh, you are banned. But yeah, please do uh, sign up this weekend. Uh, you know, and we'd love to have it because I think kids can uh, start at like ten years old, right, Pam? I think that's the mm-hmm. age. Ten years old, ten and above. Great yep. for families. Okay, so uh, don't forget today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We are standing by right now to help you plan magic vacations to the Disney destinations, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, looking good at 68 years old. Happy birthday, Disneyland this week. Uh, Disney Cruise Line, of course, now you got to get on the wish, right? But hey, there's other ships too. I mean, Magic, Wonder, Fantasy and Dream, not bad either. And, uh, you know, we get you Adventures by Disney if you want to see the world too. So check them out over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online that supports everything we do throughout the year. It is BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys allow us to put these shows out all throughout the week. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. You get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. All right, we're going to jump out of here and we'll be back again on Monday with a fun trip report to talk about. Uh, I think it's going to be a trip report getting you ready for this fall. It's a trip report from a guest who went down last fall to the Halloween parties. They were there during a hurricane. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen this year. That's no fun for anybody, but when it does, it's historic. So we'll have a fun trip report for your Monday to get you out the door and off to work. So until then, you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.